This is the Nun Report. I'm Dan Nunn. This is where we talk truth, freedom, and a little bit of weirdness on an almost daily basis. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, and praise God, we've got the hero of the world, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, the savior of the world, the democratic beacon of the world, who's coming to the United States to address the U.S. Congress, i.e. beg for billions of dollars. And, uh, you know, we already have 46 point something billion in the omnibus bill that they're debating right now. If you want to call it a debate, all it is is a smoke and mirrors. And then they're going to cram it through because they already have the votes from a bunch of swampy Republicans. All they needed was 10 and they got that. And, you know, they're going to be the usual characters. They're going to be the McConnells, the Romneys, the Murkowskis, those sorts of people. <laughs> And they're gonna they're gonna cram that thing through. Um, it's it's a horrible, disastrous bill. We went over it pretty detailed yesterday. We're gonna cover it just a little bit today, but only as it relates to uh, to, to Ukraine and also to our disaster, our humanitarian crisis going on down at the border, our invasion going on down at the southern border. So the bird has landed. Zelensky is here. He's in the United States. And he is meeting, uh, first of all, with the president. And this was, uh, this was about 20 or 30 minutes ago, just before I put the show together, final, the final touches on there. And after he has a meeting with the big guy, I assume to discuss the 10%, right? Got to have the 10% for the big guy as part of that $46 billion deal. And, um, and then he's going to speak before Congress, joint session of Congress, uh, something that even the president only gets to do once a year, but he's going to get to speak before the entire Congress and, uh, you know, basically give his pitch for more money. And the fact that, you know, we need to give him more money. (laughs) He, the guy, I mean, he is not a good guy. All right. This is a guy that we're somehow worshiping that the United States, well, you know why that they're worshiping him. You know why we have a bunch of money in the ominous bill for him. Because the the military industrial complex, you know that these these senators are wrapped in so tight with that, and they make a ton of money off of that. And the COVID, they've already taken care of big pharma, and they're still kind of massaging them a little bit with the vaccine stuff and the Paxlovid treatments. Now they're they've shifted gears and all the effort over to the military industrial complex, trying to scratch their back now because they give them a ton of money for their campaigns as well. And so that's what's going on this morning. Even though we already have $46 billion in the omnibus bill that's going to Ukraine, the White House and, and the Biden regime felt it necessary to give them even more. They put out an executive order or memorandum, same thing. By the authority vested in me as president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including Section 621 of the Foreign Assistant Acts of 1961, so it's a 1961 law, I hereby delegate to the Secretary of State the authority under Section uh, 506A1 of the FFA to direct the drawdown of up to $1 billion in defense articles and services of the Department of Defense and military education and training to provide assistance to Ukraine and to make the determinations required under such section direct such a drawdown. In other words, in, in common language, we're taking $1 billion away from our defense budget and giving it to Ukraine. 
So that's $1 billion less the U.S. military has to, uh, to work with their budget because that's going to go to Ukraine now. And oh, we just looked at that one. Hang on here a sec. And it's, it's actually not a billion. It's actually a $1.8 because we're also going to include some Patriot missile batteries for the first time so that they can have those. And Zelensky is also asking for long-range missiles and long-range weapons. What are you going to do with those? Why do you need longer-range weapons? You don't, this guy, I wouldn't put it past this guy to attack Russia into Russian territory and escalate this war into a regional and then a global conf- conflict. If it goes past Ukraine and Russia, spitting at each other, it will escalate into a global conflict. The U.S. is already involved. I mean, we, for all intents and purposes, we are directly involved in a war with Russia right now. I don't blame them for seeing it that way. The U.S. will send $1.8 billion, So this is another 800000 on top of the $1 billion that Biden already pledged with his executive order, excuse me, memorandum. The U.S. will send $1.8 billion in military aid to Ukraine in a massive package that will, for the first time, include Patriot missile battery and precision-guided bombs for their fighter jets, U.S. officials said Tuesday as the Biden administration prepares to... This is a massive amount of money and technology and equipment that we are sending there with no accountability, no traceability, no audits. We have no idea what... Well, I'm sure there are suitcases of cash that are going to all the top political figures over there, and maybe some of the military figures. Mitch McConnell loves this stuff, though. He is a swamp creature. Mitch McConnell is a dinosaur, old-school Republican. He's not even a Republican anymore. The guy is done. This is probably his last term. He knows it, and he's going to screw this country and the American people as many ways as he can to line his pockets for his retirement and to line the pockets of his donors and the people who support him. This is what he has to say about giving more weapons to Ukraine. Check this out. Initial plan assumed there would be a lull in fighting over the winter, and so the disbursement rates of weapons would actually decrease. But hoping for the best cannot mean that we fail to prepare for the worst. Rather than slowing assistance, we should be speeding up international deliveries to Ukraine to help them take back more territory and better prepare for whenever they need, wherever they next go on their offensive. So Republicans push hard here in the Senate to increase the amount of security assistance in this bill. I'm glad our Democratic colleagues came around. The agreement on the table increases weapons purchases to support Ukraine beyond the president's request. This assistance is in our national security interest, but it is also in America's economic interest. These investments will help expand our... How is it in our economic interest? I don't understand this. We give so far 100, after the omnibus bill passes, over $150 billion to Ukraine that we will never, ever get back, ever. How is this in our interest when we have historical inflation rates and and the average household is fighting and scraping just to get by? You know, I'm not a geopolitical wizard, but 
we got this little country, this corrupt country, I might add, with a history of corruption and mob action going on. And we're just giving them basically a blank check. And we continue to give them more money. Politico, of course, <laughs> it's left-wing leaning rag. But I like to bring up left-wing stuff because it shows that I'm you know, looking at all sources. I don't just look at one place for my information. I'm not, I don't just watch Fox News. You know, the lefties always like to say that. Or you need to stop watching Fox News. I rarely actually watch Fox News. So there. I like Tucker Carlson, though. The guy rocks. Politico. He needs longer-range weapons to enable him to preempt an expected Russian offensive, said Bill Taylor, a former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. He needs immediate financial support to keep his government running, and he knows that Congress will make decisions on these items this week. And as Mitch McConnell said, we need to speed up delivery. We were anticipating fighting would slow down in the winter, but actually it's sped up. So now we need to speed up our delivery of weapons and money and aid and training. And we have boots on the ground over there. Make no mistake, we're training them. We have, we have operators over there training these guys. And uh, so we are in harm's way already. And I showed this clip yesterday. I'm going to show it again because it just shows the disconnect that these people have with the American people. And because for one, I don't give, I don't give a damn about Ukraine. I really don't. It sucks. Putin's, a, and of course, oh, Dan, you're a Putin apologist. You're supporting Putin. No, I'm not. Just because I, I don't support Ukraine means that I alternatively support Putin. I don't support either of them. They're both assholes. Okay? Zelensky and Putin are of the same cloth. The only difference is, is Zelensky is buddies and a puppet of the World Economic Forum. That's the only difference. Other than that, they're cut from the same cloth. They sleep under the same blanket. And they're both assholes. So Mitch McConnell yesterday providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. The number one priority of the United States right now is supporting Ukraine, according to most Republicans. And I, you know, I, I didn't get this yesterday. I, I, I wasn't really sure. It's like, wow, really? Where is he? How is he coming up to, with this to, to this conclusion? I don't think that the average Republican out here supports this at all. And I think actually more Democrats probably support a f- open checkbook to Ukraine than Republicans. So I'm like, how? And then, and then, an old photo popped up, came across my feed, and I was like. Now I get it. Now I know why McConnell is so infatuated with this guy. And it's good that the truth finally came out because, um, I mean, look, aren't they a cute or I mean, corrupt couple? <sighs> I mean, I, I just can't, usually I, 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 I would say that this was Photoshopped or, or you know, uh, fake booked or whatever. Um, deep fake. Is this a deep fake or is this real? I don't know. The way the way McConnell is acting, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it were if it were real. All right, well, there's your bit of little bit of weirdness for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Was it good for you? So here's what Zelensky had to say. 
On Tuesday, he made a daring, well, this is kind of a report, and then, then it gets down to his quote at the bottom. On Tuesday, he made a daring and dangerous trip to what he called the hottest spot on the 1,300-kilometer front line, the city of Bukmut in Ukraine's Contest Donkest, or excuse me, Donkest province in a video released by his office from the from the Bukmut visit, Zelensky was handed a Ukrainian flag and alluded to delivery it to the U.S. The guys handed over our beautiful Ukrainian flag with their signatures for us to pass on, Zelensky said in a video. We are not in, in an easy situation. The enemy is increasing its army. Our people are braver and need more powerful weapons. We will pass it on from the boys to the Congress, to the President of the United States. We are grateful for their support. But it is not enough. It is a hint. It is not enough. So the forty-six billion on top of the hundred and five billion on top of the one eight one point eight billion, which adds up about about one hundred fifty-two billion dollars. Now that's not enough. How much do you think that flag is worth, Mister? How dare he come over here? And how dare they allow him to stand in front of Congress and demand and beg that they open up the U.S. taxpayer's pocket to support him, his corrupt regime, and their war? The gall. This is not a small thing. This is a big effing deal. We're paying for this. The taxpayer's paying for this. He's going to go ask Congress for more. $46 billion is not enough. And that's, that's why the timing of this is important. He's going over there to try to get them to increase the funding in the omnibus bill. That's what I think. President Biden, of course, he's happy. Well, Biden doesn't actually tweet. He has somebody who does it, right? I hope you're having a good flight, Vladimir. I'm thrilled to have you. We have much to discuss. And uh, then, you know, whoever runs Vladimir's Twitter said, on my, on my way to the U.S. to strengthen resilience and defense capabilities of Ukraine in particular, Ed Potus and I will discuss cooperation between Ukraine and U.S. I will have a speech at the Congress and a number of bilateral meetings. So in other words, figuring out how they're going to divvy up the money, right? Well, McConnell's not the only person who's infatuated with with Zelensky. And I wouldn't be surprised to see if, you know, a photo pop up of, of Pelosi and Zelensky at some point, because she seems to think he's a shining example for democracy. <laughs> Ukraine is not a democracy. It's anything but a democracy, nor has it ever been. But I can see why the Republicans, or excuse me, like Freudian slip, many of the Republicans, because we're just talking about McConnell, and uh, this corrupt Congress and Nancy Pelosi, the Democrats would would like to be like Zelensky because they would love our country to be exactly like that. And they're trying they're trying to do everything they possibly can to make it like that. But here's what Pelosi had to say. Check it. To have an out complete total hero in the Congress of the United States fighting for democracy, leading people who are fighting for democracy would bring honor to the Congress of the United States. Uh, he, uh, I saw him there in Kiev. It was overwhelming to see the uh, courage of the people of Ukraine, their commitment to democracy, 
and in fighting Putin's assault on democracy, they are fighting for democracy for all of us. What message would you share with us, with Zelensky, regarding the House Republican majority that might be less supportive of that? I don't know if that's the case. I feel very strong about the bipartisan support. That may not mean unanimous, but it does. She said democracy six times, by the way, in that one little one-minute one clip. Just thought I'd point that out. I counted them. Um, so Vladimir Zelensky is a, is a hero, and he's an example for democracy. And he will bring honor to us by blessing us with his presence in front of Congress. That's what she said. That Zelensky coming to the United States before Congress will bring honor to the United States because he's a hero for democracy. I'm not honored. I'm disgusted. Absolutely disgusted. She brought, and then she had to, of course, make an official statement. I encourage all of you to read my letter of invitation to Zelensky as a flight of. The fight of freedom in Ukraine wages on. We look forward to hearing his inspiring message of courage, unity, and determination. We have no interest with this guy at all. He doesn't lead this country. I'm not inspired by him at all. And he's certainly not serving the United States' interest. We're serving his by giving him tens of billions of dollars. He's not serving democracy or serving the interests of the United States. She says, on a personal note, this is a moment fraught with meaning for me. Here's where the story comes in. My congressman, Thomas D'Alessandro Jr., was a member of the House in 1941 when Winston Churchill came to Congress on the day after Christmas to enlist our nation's support in the fight against tyranny in Europe. 81 years later, this week, it is particularly poignant for me to be present when another heroic leader addresses the Congress in a time of war and with democracy itself on... It's always democracy is on the line. Democracy's going to die. Democracy's on the line. These people are to destroy... Democracy is the catchword now, and it doesn't mean anything. I think they've... I don't think they know what it means. Or they're trying to change the definition like everything else that they do. She's comparing Vladimir Zelensky coming to the United States to speak in front of Congress to Winston Churchill. The war to end all wars. Remember that one? The one that ended and us dropping nukes on Japan. Yeah, she's comparing Vladimir Zelensky's little tiff with Putin to a worldwide war and the leader of Europe, Winston Churchill, the allies in Europe. Hey, hey, hey. Meanwhile, when I touched on this yesterday, in the omnibus bill, we're, we can give... $46 billion to Ukraine, total of $150 billion so far. And who knows how much more it will be after Zelensky blesses us with his inspiring patriotic speech. Maybe they'll open up the coffers and the taxpayer pocket even more. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection, this is in the omnibus bill that they're going to pass. U.S. Customs and Border Protection Operations and Support, $1.5 billion, okay, for the border management requirements of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement Operations and Support is $339 million out of the $1.5 billion 
for non-detection border management requirement. And this is where it gets interesting. None of the funds provided in subsection A1 shall be used to hire any permanent federal employees for any flight hours other than those flown by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Air and Marine Operations, except for internal transportation, or three, to acquire, maintain, or extend border security technologies and capabilities, except for technologies and capabilities to improve border patrol processing. You get that? None of this money can be used to actually protect the border or stop people from coming in. It can only be used for border crossing processing. Because the purpose of the Biden regime and the Democrats in general is to replace the U.S. population. I'm going to show you how as we go forward here. Stick around. What they're talking about, no money can go toward protecting the border. What they want to do is pro- their answer. And the reason, and then they always throw out, we have an immigration plan on the table and a border plan on the table and the Republicans won't talk to us. And thank God, because their plan consists of bringing every single migrant into the country and processing them through as quickly as possible. Increasing our processing capacity, increasing our holding capacity so that we can bring more in faster and process them and move them about the country into every congressional district that they can as quickly as they can, as many as they can before 2024. There's a little thing How do they move these people around the country? Well, non-government organizations, NGOs. NGOs are helping transport migrants to nearly every U.S. congressional district. New analysis found. This is a great read. Um, I would go check it out. It's on Fox News. I do use them as well, but not, not exclusively. Illegal immigrants who crossed the border in 2022 have been tracked in 431 of 435 U.S. congressional districts, according to a new analysis by the Heritage Foundation. And you can go to the web, their website and you can find the whole analysis. The study released by the Think Tank's Oversight Project and Border Security and Immigration Center examined the role of non-governmental organizations, NGOs, local Located along the border and in border states, the data found that NGOs are responsible for facilitating the transport of thousands of migrants into the interior of the U.S. The findings were obtained with a sampling of approximately 30,000, so not a small sample, huge sample, 30,000 autonomized cell phones that were geofenced to several NGOs in border states. According to the Heritage Foundation report, in one phase of study, the geofencing tracked approximately 22,000 devices at 20 NGO locations in January 2022. The same devices were later traced to 431 separate congressional districts. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only 435 congressional districts in the entire country. All these illegal aliens have gone to all but four of them. That's where they're moving them. Because the government can get away with this if they're used non-governmental organizations. That's where, by the way, a large portion of that money, if we go back to that $1.5 billion and then the $400,000 for processing... $400 $400 million for processing. A large chunk of that money for so-called border security and immigration is going to NGOs. It's going to contracts. It's going to funding. It's going to grants to fund these private organizations to move as many of these illegal border crossers around the country as possible. And it gets even more interesting. Of the 52 congressional districts with the highest rate 
of tracked devices, 71% were Republican congressional districts. They're not moving them into blue districts, people. They're moving them into Republican districts. I wonder why that is. I wonder why out of all these millions of people, they're moving them into red congressional districts. Forgot to turn my ringtone off there. Let me let me do that right now. Sorry about that. I do like my ringtone, though. I hope you do as well. Of the 52 congressional districts with the highest rate of tract devices, 71% were Republican. Okay, Mike Howell, the director of Oversight Project and former DHS Oversight Council, described the operation as a mass resettlement program in which the Biden administration works hand-in-hand with NGOs. And they do. They give them money. They fund these people to move all these illegal aliens around the country. And they are, by definition, breaking the law just by crossing the border. Every single one of them is a criminal. Every single one. And I got no sympathy for them at all laying down there in the cold in El Paso. I'm sorry. They made their own bed by trekking all the way up here and expecting to get a free handout. I got nothing for them. Not a thing. The numbers will get worse at the border and and these NGOs get more money to process them and faster throughout the U.S., Writes Warren, so when members of Congress are asking, where is the plan, Joe Biden, this is the plan. This is the plan. Their border plan is to bring as many of them in as possible, process them as fast as possible, and have the NGOs move them about the country, primarily to Republican congressional districts. The great replacement theory is not a theory. It's happening right now. We are living the plan. And we have been for the past 23 months, ever since Biden took office and said he was going to do this. He said he was going to do this. He campaigned on it. They're doing what they said they would do. And so Congress needs to stop funding these operations that this administration is carrying out. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Let's hear from the from the Heritage Foundation and see what they had to say. We've got a few more minutes left. I'm going I'm to keep going here for just a little bit because I think it's important. Check this. We could fix this border crisis in a single day. It's a policy-made crisis. It would cost me 50 cents at Kinko's to print the executive orders to get this done. I think until the Biden administration is willing to re-implement the, the Trump-era border security policies, they shouldn't get a dime. We've got to play hardball. This isn't a joke or a policy disagreement. This is about our country. We cannot withstand 5 million people coming in over the course of, of two years. We cannot withstand this epidemic of fentanyl that's killing you know, 100,000 people a year, a leading cause of death of young people. We cannot withstand our election system being flooded uh, with illegal aliens and our census being determined. Our sovereignty you know, is, is under attack. So yeah, this is absolutely urgent. It's time for hardball and not a dime should go to anything that is attacking this country. If we do not have a secure border, we do not have a sovereign nation. And it's time that we wake up to that fact. Call your representatives, call your congressmen, call your senators, write letters, send emails, flood them with your opinions on this and your thoughts on this. This can't continue. It's going to destroy this country. It will collapse. That's not hyperbole. That's fact. Simply can't bring in that many people on a regular basis. It, 
completely untracked. You don't even, we don't even know where these people are. And I'm going to show you that real quick. I'm going to skip some of the, some of the silly stuff I was going to do. And I'm just going to give you the meat and potatoes here. Cause I think, uh, I think that's the most important part. We're running out of time. So, so, uh, so let's get right down to it. Um, a little splice there, probably not a very good one, but listen to this one. It's going to run about a minute. I think it's uh, worthwhile because it kind of piggybacks on what I was just talking about as far as these people getting moved around the country. Check Despite it out. Despite what we're seeing on the ground, the Biden administration, though, is insisting that the border is not open, free to cross into. It claims anyone who says anything different is doing the work of smugglers. As illegal immigrants fan out all over the nation, don't be so sure anyone is keeping track of them. Operation Horizon, the background on this, you know, over the summer, uh, we had well over 150,000 folks come in. Uh, they were issued a piece of paper that said, go find somebody in ICE. That was pretty much it. So there was no processing. Those are the ones we know about, the ones that we try to vet the ones that at least have come through that we can at least attach some name that they choose to give us to. Yeah. Isn't it funny? If, if you <laughs> notice their game, if, if you don't agree with what we're doing in Ukraine, you're a supporter of Putin. If you say that the border is not secure, you're doing the work of smugglers. You can't disagree with them. If you disagree with what they want you to believe, whether it's factual or not, they will accuse you of doing exactly what they are. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's not unbelievable, I guess. It's 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 actually predictable. And uh, I don't know why it surprised me, but I just have to shake my head every time. And in case you thought my only source was going to be uh, Fox on this issue, let's take a look at, um, let's take a look at this one. I'm, I'm kind of going off script here. Check this one out. Remember, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, She's saying that, uh, you know, we're doing the work. The border is secure. It is not that simple. It's not just that people are walking uh, across uh, across the border. We were even able to see, as of last night, a lot of migrants just crossing. And migrants I spoke to this morning saying they haven't had any interaction with U.S. immigration authorities. They just walked right in. <laughs> it's not like they're just walking across the border, Karine Jean-Pierre says. The fact is, yes, that's exactly what they're doing. They're walking right in. And a lot of them aren't even meeting Border Patrol agents or ICE. They're just coming in. We don't know who they are, where they're coming from, or where they're going, or what their intentions are. They're just, they're just walking right in. And the White House will get there on the podium. And they know this is happening. They know. And they get up there on the podium and lie to the country. That's what they do. We're going to go back to MSNBC here for the last little tidbit before we close up. Really what we're seeing here is a city that is overwhelmed and in chaos. These families behind me here, these are some of the lucky ones. We're inside a shelter, but a lot of shelters are overwhelmed. I just came from the streets this morning. There are hundreds of people sleeping in the airports, at bus stations, on the streets. And it's actually really cold here. It was 33 degrees when we woke up this morning. Migrants were huddling together under blankets for warmth because even though Title 42 hasn't lifted yet, so many people have been able to come across, not every nationality 
personality gets expelled. But we just spoke to people at this shelter here, Ruben Garcia, who runs this shelter, who says, look, already there are people sleeping on the streets. The numbers that will be sleeping on the streets if Title 42 lifts is unfathomable. Oh, yeah, it's going to get worse. They want it to lift. Biden said he wanted it to lift. He can deny it all he wanted. He said he wants the border open. Come, If you want asylum, come to the United States. He said it during his campaign, and that's what they're doing. As soon as he, just April of this year, he said, yes, we're going to lift Title 42 as soon as the courts let us. Anyway, I think we're going to stop there. We're midweek. I got stuff to do. I gotta go. I'm hungry. I got to go eat lunch, man. Here's the none better take of the day. Vladimir Zelensky has come to the United States. He's being hailed as a hero, a beacon of democracy, and a person who will bring honor to the United States by speaking in front of Congress. He's been compared to Winston Churchill, the person who led Europe through and the Allies through World War II. Nancy Pelosi says it's just as important as when Churchill came and spoke to Congress. We should be honored. He will bring the U.S. honor. Mitch McConnell says the most important thing to do, the most important thing for America is to protect and support Ukraine. The number one, he said the number one thing is to protect and support Ukraine. A guy, he's not a beacon of democracy. He's anything but. This is a guy who shut down the Ukrainian Orthodox Church because they also have Russian ties, but it's still, it's a religion. He shut it down. He shut down a religion. He shut down the press. There is no freedom of the press in Ukraine. He has imprisoned his political opponents. This is a despotic country. It's a dictatorship. This is not a democracy. And he's over here begging for billions of dollars and we're going to give it to him. We've already given him $105 billion. He wants $46 billion more. That brings it over to $151 billion. And just this morning... Joe Biden signed a memorandum giving him another $1.8 billion before he even landed. Is this a token gift or what? Does he get 10% for the big guy? And this is where you have to ask, you know, what is going on here? Just because I oppose Zelensky and what's going on in Ukraine does not mean I support Putin. They're both assholes. The question is, and, and this is when you have to ask yourself, and it's the title of this show. Is Zelensky a good guy or is he a douchebag? I think you know where I stand. Where do you stand? We can't just have a blank check opened up for this guy. We've got politicians back there that don't give a single damn about you or me or the taxpayers of this country. They're not good stewards of our money. They're giving it away to countries while they don't protect our own border. They're giving $150 billion to Ukraine to protect their border while they're letting a flood of illegal aliens come across ours and distributing them around the country. They've got money in the new omnibus bill to fund NGOs, non-governmental organizations, to give them more money to move these illegals around the country. Every single person that crosses that border is a criminal. By definition. They should not be in this country at all. They should have never come. Joe Biden never should have encouraged them to come. We're at record numbers more than ever. Oh, way more than ever, like 100% more than ever. 
And it's going to get worse over the next two years. They project maybe 5 million next year, 5 million. They have found these illegal aliens in 431 out of 435 congressional districts in the United States, 70% of which are Republican. Isn't that interesting? The plan, the border plan, they like to say, oh, we've, we have a border and immigration plan and the Republicans won't talk with us and thank God they won't. Because the Biden regime's border plan is to completely open the border, increase our processing capacity and bring as many of these people in as quickly as we can. That's their plan. They don't talk about it because they know that's insane and people won't agree with that, but that is their plan. That's what they're doing. It's what they've been doing for two years. And they'll continue to do it as long as we just sit back and let them do so. Send our tax dollars over to Ukraine and let the rest of the world flood across our southern border and replace the population of this country to the point where we no longer have a country. If we don't have a secure border, we do not have a sovereign nation. I don't know why that's so hard for some people to understand. Anyway, thank you for listening to the show today. If you've just been on the radio, renegaderadio.com, then I encourage you to go to rumble.com slash the men report so you can see all the videos and different things that I put up today that kind of uh, help help you understand what I've been talking about. Or you can find me on all the socials at the men report, except TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. Or you can just go to my website, thenunreport.com. One-stop shop, everything's right there in one place. Easy peasy, you can just click in right to wherever you go. Anyway, like I said, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.